0: hey what's everybody this is the first ever that guy who edits podcast other words tgwe podcast and for those of you who don't know i am no stranger to youtube i am no stranger to making content for the web making content for the internet digital content um my current job right now involves making content that has actually broadcast on television Um, Or at least helping in some way making broadcast television, however That is not what I'm doing right now. This right here is web content, and I am no stranger to web content personally, I've Had YouTube. I I have i I've had a YouTube account in some capacity. I guess you can say since like 2012 um Or 2013 no it was 2013 I was a I was a a freshman in college and I made a YouTube account basically just like vlogging and things of that nature and it kind of like spiraled into something that became nothing eventually I just stopped doing it Um, I started you know I was watching a lot of people that I probably like shouldn't have been watched you know what I mean like they weren't exactly up my alley however I I admired them because of what they were doing blah 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 anyway long story short I took a break from YouTube then I kind of eased my way back into it um, into around 2016 2017 around that time that I wasn't into YouTube I was in film school and I was also making short films I was making uh, live-action short films and uh, working on sets, things like that. I had actually went to film school in Brooklyn um, and I was kind of like head over shoulders doing that. Um, but then, you know, around 2017 I kind of got back into YouTube and then took another break off and, and got back into YouTube and uh, I, I kind of discovered that I should probably like take it easy and try to find my niche and not try to like force anything because that's kind of what I was doing for a long period of time. And, uh, excuse me, guys, that, that's my air. But anyway, you know, I was doing that for a long period of time. And now I just, uh, I made a YouTube not too long ago. It's called Lance the Editor. Um, it used to be called Other Things, but right now it's called Lance the Editor. And uh, I started making stuff about films, you know, um, making uh, things about filmmakers. Um, because that's what I was passionate about and still am passionate about. And, uh, you know, somebody who has aspirations to make, a, make features, eventually, maybe we'll see what happens. Um, that's kind of what I was doing. So, I've, as you can see, that's my channel on the, on the bottom there. But also, recently, what I've been really into is baseball. And baseball has become a new passion of mine. Um, now, I was always a Yankee fan. Um, from, like, 2005 up, I've always been a Yankee fan. And I remember, as far as back going to a 2006 uh, ALDS game, you know, where the Yankees lost four to three against the Detroit Tigers. And I remember we went down two games to one. And you know the next game the next game we lost everything. and I remember Detroit went on to go to the World Series and then lose against the Cardinals, who had beat the Mets that same year. That was one of the interesting times because, like, I had just, like, revised that and went back to that because I remember being in the bleachers during that game. And now I'm just kind of like, you know, I took a few years off of getting being really into it because, you know, I was in college and my goals and aspirations kind of led me away from sports, meaning that I was mostly just into film and quote-unquote art, you know, I wanted to get into those type of realms, and I felt like sports couldn't really coexist with that, which I was dead wrong, because fuck that, you know, and I mean, at the end of the day, you know, if you like something, you like something, and, you know, just because you're into something else doesn't mean that anybody, it doesn't matter, like, you could be whatever, you know, you could like whatever, and that's why I kind of got into this, so, you know, I started off by, you know, returning, like, in 2017, When we had that run, we went up against the cheating Astros, I was all for it. I watched that series. I remember the pain that I had went through understanding that we were this close to going all the way to the World Series. And then just have it taken away from us was one of the worst things as a Yankee fan I could experience in my lifetime, you know. Um, I remember very much vividly remember the 2009 World Series championship, and I really wanted the Baby Bombers at the time to win 20, to go all the way at least to 2017 and face the Dodgers. But you know we'll never know what would have happened if the if the Astros hadn't cheated. But uh, and in 2018 we got Giancarlo Stanton, and then we kind of got back into there. We had breakouts uh, seasons from both uh, Gleyber Torres and Mickey. Miggy Huiz just sent down to AAA or the alternate site because it's COVID season, and Glaber became a superstar. He's two-time All Star already. Hit thirty-eight home runs last year. The guy's a stud. Let's just let's just put it down that way. Um, and basically now, I'm I'm you know I'm a full-fledged Yankee fan. I watched every single 2019 game as much as I could when I wasn't working. I was actually kind of unemployed last year until like. April or like June around around the beginning of the season so May or so and that's kind of when like uh, I started to have to like miss some games because of work but I was watching every game and I and I watched every game I could out of 162 uh, games last year I probably watched at least 130 140 it was insane I went to like three four games that year you know due to budget restraints couldn't go to more but it was a great time nevertheless um we won I think uh one of the three games I went to, I think it was, because I went to uh, game four of the uh, ALCS, or was it game five? I went to game four of the ALCS. Tanaka was pitching, gave up a three-run home run. Gary had like our own, our only home run that game, and we lost. We had like three errors on our end. Even DJ had committed an error. It was terrible. One of the worst games that I could have ever gone to as a Yankee fan. It was also CC's last game on the mound. And at least I was able to see that. Um, But yeah, you know, I went to like three games last year. It was so cool. Um, I went to the game where DJ had walked off. And then literally the day after that, Mike Ford had walked off. So that was kind of like, okay. And Mike Ford kind of overshadowed DJ because you kind of expected that out of DJ. But you didn't expect that out of a rookie like Mike Ford. So he got kind of all the attention there for that game against, I believe it was the Oakland A's, yeah. And then I also went to a game where Mike Clevenger was on the mound, and he kind of just took us yard like he, he destroyed us, <laughs> Indians. Man, they were really good last year, and they just kind of like let it all go later on in the year. Um, and then you know basically that's that's you know that's what I what happened last year. That was my experience last year, and I've since, you know, the beginning of this season has been watching every single game. And right now we're we're sixteen games in. We're ten and six. It's not looking amazing, but it's not looking bad. We're still top one. We're still on the top of the division. It's 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 a roller coaster, you know. Unfortunately, we've only lost uh, we've lost three of our last four games. Um, I think we lost two against Philly and three against Tampa. Our road trip has kind of been kind of shitty. And uh, now that we're going back to the Bronx and facing the Atlanta Braves on Tuesday, we really just got to get our shit together. Um, Giancarlo, of course, got injured this past week. That wasn't a good time. Um, He's going to be out for a little while. I mean, I I don't want to say anything bad about the guy. I love Giancarlo. When he's healthy, he's probably top five power hitter in the sport, you know, the guy can do whatever you, you you tell him to do when it comes to batting, you know he was even getting hit, he was hitting for contact this year and he was just he was perfect, you know, for us uh, he was the MVP of the first week by far you know, um, when Judge was trying to come into his own, Giancarlo was there and DJ, you know of course was also there, but to see him like go out the way he did, just playing DH was kind of Ah, I don't know. It was just crazy because we didn't even want to put him on the outfield because of that same reason. We wanted him to be healthy, and unfortunately, things happen, right? It's crazy. Um, And yeah, you know, uh, Gary hasn't been that good. So, sorry to say. um, I'm a big fan of Gary. Um, I'm not one of these people that are going to claw on him or anything like that because I think that's stupid. Why would you come at him like that? He, he's, he has a good, like, he gets on base. The guy walks, you know what I mean? The guy can take four pitches and take first base, you know? Um, His hitting hasn't been that good. He has one home run that was barely a home run. Even though it was a home run, it was barely a home run. And it's been kind of shitty, you know? Um, Just, you know, behind the plate, he's kind of hit or miss, you know, a, I think he's had a couple pass balls already, or maybe one pass ball, and then today against Tampa, he kind of messed up on a pitch. I think it was a sinker ball by Zach Britton in the ninth inning. He didn't catch it. Um, they they kind of stole a base there. It was kind of shitty, but you know it happened. And um, it was it was it wasn't good. And it, it's a shame, honestly, that. You know, we lost this game the way we did because Gary, I mean, not Gary, uh, James Paxton was on the mound. And even though he's been struggling with Velo recently, he was able to pitch like Andy Pettit and strike out 11 guys. That was so good, honestly, just to see him out there using what he had, even though he couldn't get it to 95, 97, he still was able to get people out. And that's what you have to do as a pitcher. Especially that he's going to be a free agent next season. The Yankees most likely will let him walk. Even if he... I think even if he wins every other game that he that he appears in this year. Um, the Yankees might actually let him walk. Because, unfortunately, the Yankees don't really like to give big contracts just to anybody. You know, they gave it to Garrett Cole because he was just coming off of a humongous season. He has... His peak years are yet to come. Like, he's literally in peak form right now and we need that going into this decade but James Paxton he's kind of like this guy who you know you don't want to offer him like a huge contract I don't know if you're the Yankees I feel like you might want to take a chance on a younger guy um so he has a lot to prove this season and it was good to see him out on the mound just perform the way he did um i if i had to like blame anything on this recent loss today it it was it was just the the offense and not only the offense but you know some of the managing as well. I mean, I love Aaron Boone, but and I know that he has his policy where he doesn't want to overuse bullpen arms too much. And I think that he his policy is like he doesn't like to use the same bullpen arms like three days straight or something like that or something like that, right? I'm not exactly sure what his policy is, but it's something like that. And I overheard Michael K talk about it on Paul O'Neill. It's it's it sucks because. We have a lot of guys. We lost lost Tommy Kane, to Tommy John. That was rough. I don't. I honestly think we're gonna feel that for the entire year, um, because he was insane. The last time he was out, got out of a huge jam in in um, in Nationals Park. One of you know one of the best relievers you could ever have, and him being gone is gonna take a toll on us definitely. But we just need like, I don't know. I am. Um, it wasn't Zach Britton's fault either. You know, it was just a combination of things. We just lost a really hard game. You know, our only our only runs came. Like, we don't, we don't even think we really had any runs batted in. I mean, we did have a run batted in. Mike Ford did get hit, which drove in a run. But that was it. Um, Gio hit that ball that should have been caught by Margot out in center field. And it wasn't. And it was ruled an error, so there wasn't a hit. And we got two in like that and that was our only scores of the game that was kind of shitty and uh of course the tampa bay was you know they were barking the, the players were barking and and doing whatever like which is just stupid honestly like their franchise hasn't done shit in the last i don't even know how many years i don't even think they have a world series to be honest with you they don't even have a world series so I mean, you know, they 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 all hear oh talking shit and whatever like that when they were under five hundred before going into this game, and it's just like I don't I don't take kindly to that. Like you know, that's just a bullshit poverty franchise type of shit. Um, and I don't use poverty in the sense of you know, uh, in real poverty because that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the organization is not that good. I mean, uh, whatever. I mean. They they've done a good job of keeping keeping consistent. they did done a good job last year, but honestly, I mean, they're lasting home runs right now. Um you know, sure they hit two home runs against James Paxton, but he was already gassed. Like that's why we lost is because Aaron Boone didn't take him out before he should have, you know. You know, when he should have. And if he would have done that, we probably would have won the game and uh, kept it like at least 3-1, you know, 3-2. But, unfortunately, that's what happened. And, you know, so it, it's just crazy. And, you know, Giancarlo out there, you know, getting injured sucked. You know, Mike Ford in his place as the DH didn't do much. He Even though he got hit and kind of drove in one run, it, it, he didn't do much. He went 0 for 4. It wasn't that good of an outing for him. Um, uh, Aaron Hicks, I mean... Let's just look at, let's just look at these, look at these numbers right now. Okay, I'm just gonna, you know, DJ LeMayu is a stud, got two hits, went two for four. His OPS is through the roof, Nine four four. his average is just under 400. Judge, you know, it was just an off day for him. He did get a lot of good contacts on the ball, but he just couldn't drive it out. Hicks, got one hit. He needs to step up. You know, he's batting third. The guy needs to step up because if he doesn't step up, we're not going to win as many games as we can. Uh, he's one of the best center fielders when he when he's on it. You know what I mean? Um, Voight. I love Voight. You know, he got a hit robbed away from him. Even though he only had one hit today, he, he gets on base. The guy is a stud, and I don't blame him at all for the, today's loss. Still, Torres, he got a hit, but he's been on a little bit of a slump as of late, of course. Ford, I mentioned already. hitless. uh Gio Urshela, the guy's a stud. Didn't have any hits today. Even though I kind of would have ruled that a hit. I don't know. The way he, it kind of seemed like Margot was out there trying to get that ball kind of seemed like You know, it just got away from him, but, you know, maybe he should have caught that, but in my opinion, like, the fact that the ball was driving him the way it was, you know, was good enough for me to at least give it a hit and an error. I don't know. And then Sanchez got one hit that was barely a hit. It kind of, you know, jolted off the third base uh, pad and just went on the air. Third baseman couldn't get to it. He got lucky there, Um, but he does get on base, Um it's just that, you know, he has the lowest batting average. <laughs> I mean, batting average doesn't mean much, but his OPS is also pretty low, too, at 427. Pretty bad. And then Gardner, not the greatest numbers, but the guy is 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 producing. You know, he got one hit today. You know, put us in some good positions. And he's still a great outfielder. I mean, he's old, but he's still a good outfielder. So, you know, I mean, I feel like we... we Aren't primed and ready, like the best teams are gonna lose, you know what I mean? The best teams are gonna lose, and we are one of the best teams, in my opinion, in the league. And we just lost, we lost a few hard games, we haven't lost by a lot, but we lost. And these double headers, I'm not a fan, I'm not a fan. I understand because of the COVID nineteen and everything like that. All of these, all of these games getting pushed back, that they make sense for pitchers to get more rest. But if anything, it's just doesn't really make that much of a difference in my opinion. These seven innings, like they're not real games, you know what I mean in baseball terms. It is bullshit because it's multiple times, obviously, if you've been watching the games, where we could have we could have came back. And it just sucks that we weren't able to, but you know, things happen, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. We hit the eighteen-minute mark. These uh, these podcasts are gonna be like forty-five minutes, by the way. I'm gonna just I'm gonna talk about whatever happened in the week, in terms of Yankees baseball, and and we'll just talk about it. All right, you know what? Let me let me uh, see. If I could look up some Yankees baseball, like, let me just try to see, Yankees, let me just see what, what we've done the last few, let me just refresh, alright, so yeah, we went into Philadelphia, won this, over the first game 6-3, to three. that was a pretty good game. You know what I mean? Garrett Cole went in there and just extended his hit streak. You know what I mean? Um, and then, and then what 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 sucked about it earlier though? You know, and then he, I think Britain scored his fourth save. And then you know we lost that bullshit game seven eleven, and you know it was I think it was a doubleheader, was it a doubleheader? Yeah, double-header, yes. We lost of uh, one of a double-header, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. J-Hap pitched terribly. First of all, I don't even think J-Hap should even be in the in the Yankee rotation. The guy should just go somewhere with that, honestly. It's just really not good what he's been doing for us lately. It's been really bad. And one second, let me just fix this real quick. Flip her vertical. Okay, good. Um, you know he's he's just been terrible, you know, for us lately. Honestly, um, the guy walked like four or five batters. You know he didn't do a good job. Let me just check to see Yankees pitchers. Okay, he gave up three hits. Right, he gave up three hits. and four runs, four earned runs, 6 base face-on balls, one strikeout, which was a fluke strikeout, and one home run. Right now, currently has an ERA of 1029. The guy is just not good. I said it since we got him last year. Like, every outing, he's just looked like shit. And I understand a lot of people were saying he looked better towards the later half of last season, but fuck that. Like, honestly. The guy sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry, he stinks. I don't like this guy, and not to mention, the guy is over there. Like he has a I hate his windup. It, it's it's just so it's so unoriginal. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. I don't really have any sense of urgency to watch this man pitch, and he only throws ninety one, ninety two. The guy sucks. I don't know. the The fact that he's making seventeen million this year. In my opinion, is a joke. Um, yeah, and it was it was a, it was a shitty game, but uh, Aaron Judge did score that game, uh, a home run that game. That was pretty good. And then what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? We played the Phillies again, lost forty five. That was tough. I don't know how to explain it. It was tough. Hmm. It, it, you know we lost a really tough game that time let me just check it real quick we've lost a really tough game against the phillies um i remember we almost came back to let's go to the box score yeah that uh, Talkman had a really nice game first of all let's talk about mike Talkman. mike Talkman is is incredible he's our everyday left fielder i don't care what anybody says He's he's insane. It's insane how good he is. Um Hicks had to hit that game. Stanton had to hit that game. Judge had took that game off but pinch hit. It was a really tough game because we were we were essentially we had our second squad out there. Uh DJ didn't play. As well as Aaron Judge until, like, the later half. They both pinched hit, and uh, DJ LeMayu was the one that was able to kind of keep us in the game in the ninth inning. Um, And that kind of was shitty, you know what I mean? Um, You know, Montgomery, I don't don't blame him for this loss. I think that he's a really good pitcher. I think he has a lot of potential. Um, He pitched really good in his last outing before this, but it just wasn't good enough this time. Um, Yeah. It was just shitty, Um, and not much I could say about that. We lost that game fair and square, but Mike Talkman is amazing, you know. And then you know Tampa Bay. We go into Tampa. It's it's you know Tanaka gives us his best outing since coming back from his concussion, and the guy. Shows, gives his heart out, and we, we just let him down. It was terrible. You know, it was such an ugly game, and such a very ugly game for Friday night also. I mean, Friday nights are supposed to be feel-good feel, uh, feel good days, and that was not a feel-good game. Um We had no hits, and the only hit, the only score, or run that they scored in the Tampa Bay is through a fucking sack fly. That was garbage, man. He gave us five solid innings, bro. I think he only gave up one or two hits. I don't even know. But, you know, the guy was amazing. I love Tanaka. And I can't wait till he's, like, locked in, loaded. Like, he is going to push us. He's going to be our number two. I think this is going to be our rotation going into the postseason. Because we're going to make it. It's going to be Cole, Tanaka, Pax. And then Monty. And then hopefully Clark Schmidt if they call him up. But who knows at this point. The Yankees have been taking their time calling up players, and then how we only win, we won Tampa Bay eight to four, right? We we had a barrage that game, right? We 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 scored a lot of runs. Um, it was it was Mike Ford, Giancarlo Stanton, Aaron Judge. It was a beautiful game. Glass now wasn't himself that game. We got lucky, you know, Garrett Cole one of the best outings you can ask for just gave up a couple runs too late in the game could not qualify for the for the win cuz he didn't do five innings but you know we got it done that game you know what i mean and it was a shame how we lost the second game of that doubleheader it was it was really bad um how we lost that second game you know we did produce some runs that game let me just look at that right and that was a bullpen. That was a bullpen game for the Tampa Bay Rays. You know, we, we we used Michael King, and he gets his first loss. And I like Michael King. I just feel like he needs to like stop being nervous. You know, you, he's young, and you could tell when he's on the mound. And he just needs to stop acting, stop being a bitch on the mound, and just pitch because he's great. He's he could potentially be a great pitcher. And you know, it's just a shame that he lets the nerves get to him, even when there's no. Nobody in the seats. Kratz was uh, our starting catcher that game. Did a great job. Got a got a hit. Got on base. You know, uh, he he was batting a thousand before getting into this game, and unfortunately now, I think he's uh, batting five hundred. But you know, he was great, man. His OPS sixteen. You know, a sixteen hundred, the guy is a stud and he will be a good, like, catcher, I guess, for us when Gary is not producing or just not feeling well. I mean, he's 40 years old. <laughs> now, that's going to be a little bit of an issue, you know. Who knows how injury-prone he might be, especially as the, in the catching position, you know. I always commend catchers because they always feel like they have to you know, you're, they're on their knees, essentially, for, like, half the game, they're calling pitches, they're doing whatever they can to try to, like, win the game and get good, uh, get good pitches called for their pitchers, and, you know, just to try to win the game, and, you know, they also are on the, the offense, and they're batting, you know, I, I, I commend guys like Gary Sanchez and JT Realmuto who are able to, like, do that and actually produce, even though Gary has been struggling lately, it's just, you know the fact that they haven't gotten injured is a big testament because you can look at a guy like Stanton's been a DH this whole season, and the guy can't even stay healthy. And it's, and and I I loved Stanton. I just feel like, God damn, you know what I mean? Like we didn't want him to fucking get injured. We 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 made sure he was only hitting, and then he wanted to slide into second base. Why were you sliding into second base? You're six foot seven. You're six foot seven or six foot six the hell are you doing you know what I mean um but yeah unfortunately we just couldn't get any any good runs that game I think Stanton had a home run that game if I'm not if I'm not mistaken he had a home run yesterday and um yeah that's when he got that's when he got injured <laughs> he slid into second base it's not a good that's not a good look it's not a good look and we lost. And we lost. And then today it was just a fluke it was just a fluke game. Three to four. You notice that it's like you know, if you look if you look at this real quick, you'll notice that we've been losing a lot of close games. Our games that we have been losing have not been by a large margin. Besides that one Phillies game where we almost lost by like six, seven runs until that I think seventh inning, you know, um, it was eight to four, you know, I mean, we won against Tampa eight to four, but then we only lost zero to one, you know, four and five to the Phillies, three and five, and today three and four, we are going to win a lot of games coming up, okay, uh, we have a two-game stretch with Atlanta, that's going to be a really challenging series, it's going to be really, it's going to be really challenging, um, they're a really good team. They're getting good. They got really good at-bats against the Mets this year. They're looking good. Acuna's looking good. NCR Day's looking good. Freddie Freeman's looking good. Their whole team is looking good. Um, unfortunately, their ace, um, Mike Soroka, got injured, but they still got some good pitchers on their mound. So I, I, I'm not going to take them for granted. And then we're going to go back to Boston. I think we're... we're, we're uh, Going to the Bronx, facing Boston again in the Bronx. That's going to be interesting. I think that we might sweep that whole series again. I honestly would be surprised if Boston took a game that series. They might take one game, but it'll be like a very close margin. And then Tampa Bay again. I can't wait till they come to the Bronx. I just want to like, just let them have it, you know. And then we play the Mets for the first time in the regular season, which would be some easy games. No offense, Mets. Braves, Mets again in Tampa. And if everything goes well, September we're gonna be playing the Blue Jays, the Orioles a lot, and eventually the Marlins going into the postseason. And that's it. It's crazy, right? Feels like, you know, we've almost played a full month of baseball. We've I think we have played a full month of baseball. We're we're a quarter into the we're a quarter into the season. It's just crazy. Alright, we've hit the thirty-one minute mark. You know what that's time for? It's time for the switcheroo. So obviously you see that I'm a Yankee fan right here, but now I'm also into film. So let's get into the film aspect of this podcast. There's gonna be a lot more things to talk about next week in regards to baseball. It's been a hectic year for the Yankees specifically, but we're gonna get it done. Hopefully next year, I mean, next ne- next week I have better things to say about the Yankees. But uh, right now we're 10-6, and six. that's pretty good. But we just lost too many games the last five games, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah. Alright. So now, we are going to talk about films. Yes, films. Um, as you guys know... Or as I mentioned before, I'm a big film guy. Um, I've always been, I've always been a big film guy. Love movies. Um, have my own website. Showed has all my short films on there. Blah blah blah. It's it, it. Honestly, like yeah, it, that was my first love. You know, I mean, it is my 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 love. You know. Um, but. You know, I mean, in terms of films, I used to go to the movies like before COVID every weekend, like literally would go to the cinema, watch a film and, you know, maybe, get you know, it just have a good night out. Just watch a movie and chill, come back home, chill, maybe watch another movie. It used to be like that. But ever since COVID-19 hit, it's been really hard for me to watch movies outside. I haven't gone out, you know, to watch a movie in any theater. They've been closed. Um, but I have watched a few films since quarantine hit. I've watched this film called Palm Springs, if you guys heard of it. Oh, I don't know if you guys can hear that outside, but that's the ice cream man. But anyway, Palm Springs. You know, it. this is a really fucking good movie. Um... Honestly, it was made for $5 million, and I mean, it's all, of course, it's only made, like, just under 300000 in the box office, but this is a fucking great fucking movie. Um, I, I loved watching this movie, especially since, like, you know, during COVID-19, this whole fucking pandemic has been just crazy. It's, it's just been, honestly, one of the worst times of my life, but also, I feel like it's been also a very depressing time, <laughs> So when it comes to films, I'm not trying to watch a depressing film at the moment. I've watched a whole bunch of them and I used to really adore them because, you know, I I guess that's how the type of person I was before this all shit happened, but during this time, like I've kind of been like, you know, I don't want to really want to watch something that's going to get me down or get me thinking too hard um about life and like real problems when we have so much real problems already. So I've just been kind of like taking it easy with the movie watching and watching more stuff that I knew was going to put me in a good mood or or at least was going to be lighthearted in a way. So I saw Palm Springs, great film, Annie Sandberg's Lonely Island production. It was Annie Sandberg, Kristen uh, Mialotti, who I've seen since Fargo Season 2. She's a really great actress. She was also in that Black Mirror episode with Jesse Plemons and... Uh, his name, Peter Peter Gallagher I don't even know who Peter Gallagher is All I know is that It was Andy Samberg, Kristen Milioti And J.K. Simmons himself Wonderful actor Love this movie so much And if you guys get the chance Watch it on Hulu It's a beautiful movie It's on there If you guys have it I think it's $6 a month, $7 a month Definitely go ahead and stream it It's, it's one of the best films of a year in my opinion It's probably my favorite currently um, and then but I recently also saw another film by the name of American Pickle and American Pickle was Seth Rogen. Now, this film was good. I mean, it was it was a lighthearted film. It wasn't in terms of in terms of uh, in terms of lightheartedness, it was definitely lighthearted, but what I I had some issues with it because personally I felt like during the middle half of the movie, it kind of felt like it didn't really know what the hell it wanted to be. And uh, Brandon Trost, he's a DP turned uh, director. And for those of you who don't know what a DP is, a DP is somebody who basically shoots films. He shoots movies. Um, he's in charge with the lighting and camera aspects of a film. So he's the one that lights, he or she, excuse me, he or she, them, they, them, whoever their pronouns are. They are the ones essentially in command of the lighting and camera aspects of a film. The lighting has to do with them. The camera has to do with them. The lenses, the frames, the composition, everything. The movement of the camera, everything. One of the best cinematographers currently today, a lot of people like to say, is Chivo or Emmanuel Lubezki, who's done countless films with uh, a lot of uh, Mexican film directors. Alfonso Coron to uh, Alejandro Gonzalez Inarritu um, filmmakers who have made films such as The Revenant Children of Men um Gravity um and what was the other film that they did together um him and uh, uh Birdman or the unexpected virtue of ignorance. That, you know, those. that's what a DP is, in case you're new to this and you don't know what it is. But anyway, Brandon Trost was the director here, and he did a good job. I felt like there were some editing issues, especially from an editing perspective. I would have edited some of the film differently. Um, there were some cutbacks and forths that I didn't really... I, they were kind of jarring, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, I would never, like... Bring down an editor at all. Uh, But I feel like maybe it was just because of the material that they had. And the script perhaps. uh, Didn't allow for more creativity. But I felt like it was fine. Like I go on Letterboxd right now. And for those of you who don't know who Letterboxd is. It's basically a social media where you could talk about films. If I go to my home or go to my profile. And my films that I've watched. Gave it two and a half. I gave it two and a half because, you know, it was just, I don't know. I just, I just felt like it wasn't exactly everything that I thought it was going to be. I felt like there were some things that I would have done differently in terms of the story and, and, and in regards to, uh, the plots essentially with it. It was just very interesting that it happened. Um, and that what happened happened in the film. Um, as you can see on IMDb, it has a really bad score of five point eight, which I mean is bad. I mean but I mean by IMDB standards it's 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 basically okay. <laughs> because IMDB has a history of racism and also just biased opinion. People literally go on to films and just put give it one star because they don't like the agenda quote unquote of it don't like certain films because of what they kind of portray. And this film, one of the things that it portrays is kind of what's going on right now. It portrays Twitter, portrays political figures, portrays ideologies. And very briefly in the movie, it kind of dives deep into that. It's Seth Rogen, who's an outspoken liberal. He, um, you know, he's criticized himself along with some others. But like, you know, I mean... It's still a fine movie. I liked it. Um, I mean, will I watch it again? Probably not. I don't think the quality is there for a rewatch, but I think that it's, is it worth watching if you have some spare time, if you have HBO now or HBO Max? Definitely. It's a, it's, it's, it's a fine movie. It's not going to take up much of your time. It's only 88 minutes. And that's what I love about it too. And that's what I love about, Short films like these, um, like Paul, like Paul, uh, like Palm Springs, for instance, is only ninety minutes long. Wonderful film. It's such a such a short film too, but it gets to the point and the acting and just the script itself, the editing, everything. It's just a very quality movie. Um, one film that I didn't even watch all the way through was a film called The Old Guard. As you can see, I put unlikable and way too long. Didn't finish it and have no urge to now I mean you could say that I'm unfair for that but at the same time like I don't know I just don't have I don't just don't have that much time to waste anymore like it's just I don't want to like sit down and watch a two-hour film that I know I'm not gonna like when I when I finish it you know what I mean and unfortunately I kind of got the vibe from this type of movie that I wasn't gonna like it and you know, I, I, I felt like there were some misuses of soundtrack and some editing choices that I didn't agree with. And, you know, 45 minutes in, I just pulled the plug. It is what it is. If I was in a the movie theater, I would have watched it the whole way through, of course, but it's just not that good of a movie, in my opinion. I, I just, it wasn't, it didn't, it didn't grasp me. It. And to be honest with you, I, I, I feel like it's overrated. Um, and I don't like to use that term a lot. Um, and, you know, I love these actors. I love Charlize. Kiki Ling was really good in If Beale Street Could Talk. In this film, I didn't really care for her character. Um, Matthias Schoenart's just there. You know, he, I like him as an actor, but he's just there. Chiwetel Ejiofor. Loved that man. 12 Years a Slave, one of the best performances I've ever seen. You know, wasn't that good. Um, I mean, not wasn't that good, but... His character didn't do much for me. Um, obviously, I'm following people when they're giving it some some high 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 scores for uh, some guy to give it two and somebody somebody gave it two and a half and I was just like you know I don't know it's an action film. Um, if you like this type of stuff, you're probably gonna like it. But for me personally, I didn't really like it. Um, what else films have I seen? I saw Hamilton. I mean, listen, I've seen the the actual movie itself. Um, I mean, I've seen the actual play itself up close, and I really enjoyed it more than actually watching it, and I didn't even watch it with the main cast. So that just says a lot. I mean, I think plays, you really have to be there, and not for nothing, I didn't pay for it. It was a lottery, so I got front row seats, and it was great. Uh, The King of Staten Island, also a great lighthearted comedy that I really enjoyed. Um, You know, I thought it was really fun to watch uh, I thought it had a great scripts Pete Davidson was fine in the movie You know, he didn't bug me at all He was probably pretty good, actually uh, Marissa Tomei, Bill Burr, Belle Powley Who's a tremendous actress herself Like, honestly, like the way she's able to create A Staten Island accent as an English girl Or a Scottish girl, I'm not even sure What she is, but just superb Like Maude Apatow, she was fine. Steve Fuscemi, I love. Pamela Adlon, you know, and then Action, Brand, Action Bronson is just there for, like, one scene. It's, like, insane. Um, really fun. And then Machine Gun Kelly is also there for, like, a cameo. Jimmy Tatro. Oh, my God, Jimmy Tatro. And then Pauline Chalamet, who's Timothy Chalamet's uh, sister. It's, like, interesting how that, how that goes out, but it's like, wow, okay. Um, I saw The Five Bloods, one of the best films I've seen this year, definitely loved it, but it was also very depressing, so, you know especially after watching a film like this I definitely had to d- dive into something that was lighthearted um, I'm not going to go into it too deep right now because I feel like the more I think about it the more I'm like, oh, you know, I don't want to think about this shit, but you know, it's about four Vietnam veterans and they kind of revisit, like, Battlefield essentially and, and Vietnam and Things things go down, and all I have to say is just go watch it. It's on Netflix. One of the best films of the year. Um, normal people really liked. It was great to see, like, some connection. Excuse me. It was great to see like some connection it was like really good um and it's like three hundred forty two minutes but it's 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 a it's a mini series and it's it's on hulu as well hulu's really been stepping up the game recently and in, in terms of shows i know they recently just hulu's been really stepping up the game recently in terms of stoves in terms of shows and i know they recently just um i know that they recently just Cancelled this show with Zoe Kravitz called High Fidelity. Um, Now, I never saw the show, but I heard it was good. If they renew it, maybe I'll watch it. But Hulu is on their A-game right now. Um, Extraction. Just a really decent action film. Nothing more, nothing less. If you want an action movie to watch, don't watch The Old Guard. Watch Extraction, in my opinion. (laughs) I'm sorry to say. I don't mean. To, actually, no. I shouldn't say that. But oh, I shouldn't say that. But no, it's 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 a really good movie in my opinion. I thought it was fine. You know. And then, this film, The Invisible Man, was probably the last film I saw in theaters before everything went to hell. Loved it. One of the best films I've seen this year. Uh, certainly, my my favorite performance of this year. Was Elizabeth Moss in this movie? She was fantastic, and I can't wait to see what else comes of it. But all in all, I think we've reached the 46 minute mark or the 47 minute mark, or we're coming up on it. This is where I usually would like to leave off the podcast. So, this is week one essentially. This is the, the TW. TGWE Podcast Episode 1. Basically, that's what this is. And wow, man, we we made it all through. Can you believe it? Um, Eventually, who knows? Maybe I'll have some people on the podcast. It would be really nice to be able to interview some people and also talk to some people about baseball and film. Or, you know, one or the other. It doesn't matter. It's just really nice just to talk about things like this and just have a platform, essentially, and uh, hopefully it works out, you know, but anyway, it's that guy who edits, Lance, I guess this is it right now, um, we'll be back next week for another, for another episode of the TWE podcast, you guys have a great one, and I'll talk to you guys later.